invite everyone who can't stand to stand with me. Get up here. Get this thing. Get this thing Father, we thank you, O Lord. We praise your holy name, O God, for you are worthy to be praised, O Lord. There is no other like you, O God. There is no one who is worthy of all praise and admiration like you, Father, for you are the only and one true God. You are our Elohim. You are the creator of all. You are sovereign and you are amazing, O Lord, and you are worthy, Lord. Worthy is your name. And we thank you, God, that you are here with us, O Lord. You say when, when one... When one or two or, or, or two or more gathered in your name, O oh Father, you are in the midst, O oh Lord. We ask and we invite your presence in this place now, O oh God. We ask that you speak, Lord, that your servants are listening, O oh Father, that, that you will give us what we, we need to learn, O oh Father, that your spirit of understanding and revelation will be with us, O oh Lord. We, we, we say that, that we'll be able to understand you, O oh Father. We bind up any, any demonic earwax right now that would stop us from understanding you, O oh Father, or seeing you. Oh Lord, we ask that you come and speak to us through your through your living word, oh Father. And we praise you, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Right. Let's go back to Acts chapter two. Did you introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Acts chapter two. We're just going to recap, and then we'll get back into it. I think we left at... Let me see. I'll say we left at 38, but we're going to, you know, we're going to call through. We're just going to recap. We did. We didn't left at 38? I thought we left at 13. Oh, at 13. Yeah, 13. I'm here thinking we left at 38. How were you? Everything highlighted. Oh, right. So what do y'all remember from Acts chapter 2, where we were at? First thing that sticks out. Was this when it was, um, he knew, like he planned everything before we were born? Was this? I think that was the uh, psalm. Oh, that okay, was uh, the psalm in the Two Bible studies ago. So this, so what we talked about, it was the the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's when the apostles, all the apostles are were met up in, in the upper room, and the uh, and talked about how the Holy Spirit came. They were filled with, with, with new tongues. They could all hear each other, understand each other in different languages. Oh. We also talked about. Oh, yeah. they were drunk. Yeah. Or drunk. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay. What's up, man? What's up, man? And then we uh, we talked about how uh, we talked a little bit about Judas. Uh, and then all, all the apostles, they we named all, all the apostles where they were. Uh, actually, no, 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 no. That that was that was chapter one. But yeah, but this is the coming of, of the Holy Spirit. We talk the day of Pentecost, as we know. So we'll go another, uh, another thing, how he was talking about um, the Lord was pouring His Spirit upon all these different people, and how every single person that wasn't being filled with the Holy with the Holy Spirit, they was hearing their own language. And we talked about how, um, how, how before the earth was formed, God gave us the heavenly language so we can interact with Him. That's God's favorite way to speak to us, and it's different fragments of all the languages. So English, Spanish, Japanese, all of them fragmented into one. So that's why, um, for example, let's say there was a Mongolese man. That's why he can hear the people speaking in, in his language. But another man can hear Chinese. It's different fragments of of multiple languages into one. Yeah. 
Uh, and then last time we also talked about how um, how a group of people were trying to make a ladder to heaven, and God uh, struck them and separated them. That's what they was, and how they was on one accord like that because they was all speaking the same language. And then God was like, Ah, y'all getting too close, scattered them, and that's how we got all these different languages. So when he when he fills everybody with the Holy Spirit, he he pulls them back into the original language they had before he scattered everybody. Does that make sense? So that's what we talked about last time also. Um, the people were perplexed, and then immediately you could see you could see uh, there's a shift and 13. Um, others mocking said they are full of new wine. Immediately God is doing a miracle. God is doing a, a wonder in this place. And immediately the carnal mind uh, shifts the conversation. Tries to debunk what God is doing. Saying that they're drunk. It was described, if you look at 3, it said, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. So, uh, the tongues were likened to fire. And we talked about how John the Baptist was talking about, There will be someone that comes after me that will baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. So they get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then the fire of the tongues. Does that make sense? Okay, that, that was bad. That's all we, that's all we got. Uh, that was the main thing, and then we, you know, we had a very catch everybody up, and then we had an open discussion, of, you know, speaking in tongues. And, yeah, you know, well, yeah, we had an open conversation yeah. how everybody felt about it and whatnot. So, but yeah, but but to catch everybody up before we move on though, but that's that's where we are. So the day of Pentecost happened, the the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit came in people, and they they were filled with, with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, and then they began speaking in, in new tongues. And this moves us into the, the second part, into Peter's sermon. So that's what you want to read. Kelsey, read from, we want her to read because it's pretty long. You want to break it up or you want We could do, she's stopping 29. I mean, everything goes together though, honestly. The whole thing. You read the whole thing? Okay, amen. You go to 39. Amen. Go ahead. I'll say 39. Start at 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For the for these are not drunk. Hold on. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, and as yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken. By lawless hands, by lawless hands have crucified and put to death. 
whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to seek corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and in his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that, God had sworn with the oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God had, has raised up, of which we all, went, we all are witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the promise from the Father, received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He poured out with this, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know, assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter, and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do then peter said to them repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the lord our god will call Woo! there's a lot there who sees uh chance what you see I think the thing that popped out to me, um, I read this a little while ago. If you, at least to me, if I remove like Peter's name, like Peter said it or Peter did this, it would almost sound like Jesus is the one that's talking in this passage. And I just find it interesting in like how powerful the Holy Spirit is in this moment where, you know, compared to you know the Gospels where you know, Peter was always like you know, rowdy under the mouth, but in this uh, text right here, it's like, he kind of sounds like Jesus, like the way he's talking, his speech pattern, and like this, the way that the Holy Spirit is living through him as he's talking to the people like the crowd, to be interested to see. Okay. Amen, amen. That's, That's good. What'd you see, man? and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. So right there, something is being established. That this, that for this to happen, that means we are in the last days. That means Jesus is coming soon. He around the corner about to pull up. Sky about to crack open. It's coming soon. That's what that's what's being established from this first line. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. It doesn't say could, might, 
the baby, it says shall. That is a guarantee. And it is guaranteed come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So because of because of this, because of because of God baptizing people now in the Holy Spirit of fire, now we get to be in this generation, we get to be partakers of that. And that means if they, if God was saying in at that time that it was the last days, how soon are we now? If we are partakers in this, how many generations have think about how many generations have come behind this 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 occurrence right now in this time that we are looking at right now. Okay. Uh, it says that your sons and daughters shall prophesy. That means so the people that he is speaking to, he's saying that their sons and their daughters shall prophesy. They will be able to speak from 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 the mouth of God, that God will speak out of them and give them insight on their lives, right? Your young men shall, uh, shall see visions. So right there, okay, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. So there's a difference. So right there it's being established that there's a difference between dreams and visions. So God, there's, there, to God, there are two different things. There's a difference between being in a vision and there's a difference between being in a dream, okay? So that's what's being established there. Um, and on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. So, right there it says, the uh, they'll be able to prophesy too. A lot of people will be able to prophesy. Whoever has the spirit poured on them can prophesy. That's what's being established there. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. So, these are these are <clears throat> what's happening here. Is this is this is. Um, this is prophecies that will come to pass. This is how we, if you don't know, oh, I don't know when God coming back. I don't know what signs. How, how will I know when God's coming back? There will be signs in the heavens and there will be signs in the earth. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. So the moon will be turned into blood and the sun will be turned into darkness. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. All of these things will happen before, before God is coming. And we see in the progression as we as we going through from 17 down to uh, down to 20, things are getting more and more intense. We're seeing signs in the heavens. We're seeing signs in the earth. We're seeing we're getting to the point now. We're seeing the moon turn into blood and the sun. The source of light when we wake up in the morning turned into darkness. Does that make sense? Um, and then, as, and it should, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, another part, another part that I wanted to bring up, twenty-five, for David, like I just said, yes, for David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. <clears throat> For he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover my flesh will also rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades. Right there, okay. So, so God, so King David is rejoiced, right? Let's look at it. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life, and you will make me full of joy in your presence. So now we have to ask ourselves, he, okay, somehow 
King David knows that his soul will not rest in Hades. He knows that there's something great that is going to happen. And this is way back in Psalms. This is way back in that time. But we're here in Acts, right after the Lord has died and rose again, and his, his spirit is being poured upon all flesh. But somehow, King David has the revelation that he's still going to be moving in some facet, in some, in, some, uh, in some shape on the earth after he's gone. And how we saw in Matthew, if you looked at Matthew chapter 1, how the lineage rolls through, Jesus comes through the bloodline of King David. So we can so we can picture why is this man rejoiced in over over the moon about how his soul is not going to be in Hades because generations after him somebody will be the seed. Does that make sense? That's crazy. Um, uh, 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 Thirty. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. God guaranteed, he swore to King David, Christ will come through your bloodline. That's crazy. He said, the Lord, the Messiah, the beginning and the end, who is to come, his flesh will come through your, your lineage. So that we can look at we can look at 26 through 28 and wonder we can ponder meditate on why is King David overjoyed and rejoicing because he is a prophet he got God gave him the blessing to see this glorious day of the Lord coming through and fulfilling the will of God and that it has been through his lineage so he has a different level of 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 joy not oh you know oh this savior who has died for me no this is the savior that has died for me and came through my lineage oh that's a blessing that's a different type of blessing okay, so i'm going to say too like i think it's also like crazy thing as well too on david's behalf because he'll be able to receive that prophecy or something that he's not able to see physically in his own lifetime but it comes like like you said his bloodline this makes me think of starting Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with the oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. So through the fruit of his labor of being obedient, of being a servant, of being a friend, of being a son of God, because of all of his of all of his obedience, all of his um, dedication to God, all of his um, his heart posture, his heart always being a, a, a true worshiper, a true uh, praiser of the Lord. Because of all of these things, the fruit, God says, be fruitful and multiply. Because of his fruit, the Christ will come through his lineage. Because of that. So th now we get to ask ourselves through our obedience, through, through us being disciplined and, and, and having a heart of, of, of holiness, of purity towards the Lord. How, how much could our how much could our children be greater than us and be servants of the Lord? No? Amen.
Joe in the book of Acts telling us these things are going to happen because that's evidence that Christ is pouring out his word into the world. You know, we like to shake about news things, but God already the Bible is really what we need to watch. You know, we need to get off we need to get off social media like this whole thing with Israel and all that. If you read the book of Hosea, that's in there. God has already shown us what's going to happen on the earth. So I feel like it's evidence that we pay attention um, to the word. And even in the book of Revelation, shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what I wrote in here, <coughs> I was uh, reading, what does it mean to call on the name of the Lord? I, I, I just want to hear everybody's ideas, anything. Thank you. 
Uh, uh, 21 Acts 2 21 I will say to, to add on to, to what, what both of you guys are saying 
I think it's very important, you know, with the different dynamics of like, you know, you know, there's a time where like, you know, it's a crying out, out to God, you, you need him. And there's also, you know, that quiet prayer, you know, it's, it's very simple. But I say what, what needs to happen for both of those prayers to work is sincerity apart, right? You actually have to have to meet it from, from from your heart. So, you know, in a way, so I think a lot of times people liking, you know, you on your knees begging, that's as sincerity, you know, but even but even as a quiet prayer, even to yourself, you know, people won't won't think, Oh, you're not being sincere, what I'm saying. But but I but I do believe there's a way for both of those to be sincere. So like like you said, you know, you feel like um, when you're crying out, you know, that's you open your, your heart more to God, you know, and you feel like he can move more. I think as as Christians, though, I think what we should be able to work towards is that even in that quiet time or that quiet prayer, like, Lord, I need your help, even that, your heart is still open and it's sincere. That be, that's what I believe moves the heart of God. It's not, a, you know, it doesn't matter the words you say, the amount of word, words you say, how loud you, how loud you pray, but in the, in the most, in the most lowest way, the thing that moves the heart of God is sincerity, is sincerity. And it's, it's genuineness. You know, can you say when you go to God and you go to pray, can you say to him that I'm only here because I love you and only here because I want to be in your presence? Because I know for me, a lot of times what I learned this past weekend also when I was in, in D.C., you know, a lot of people, if we're being honest, we only go to God when we need something. That's the only time when we go to pray. And, you know, and then we can see the difference in between <clears throat> in between it, what what he calls and what, what he helps us when he doesn't help us there's a sincerity apart that matters so you know there's something else to, to work on you know it's like when you go to pray you know know that that you're or come come to a, a position or come to a place to where it's just about you and your love with God and that's the only thing that matters and I think that that can help you too in that place where you know you're trying to figure out how to open myself up more this is the sincerity that you have you know, I was trying to think of the scripture and that, that brought it to my remembrance. It was in Romans 8, uh, 28. Um, and, and everyone may be familiar with it or not. But, and it says, and we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Um, and, like, I, I can, uh, like, echo, like, this idea that when we need something, that's when we're going to try to turn for some sort of divine intervention or like, hey, I need you right now. I didn't study for this test, even though that's not how it works because maybe that works today. But, um, I mean, like, everyone wants to go to God when we need something, but that doesn't necessarily push this idea of, like, the love. Um, if, if you love God, then you're going to him in the good times and the bad times. Um, and I guess it goes also back to, like, the scripture I mentioned was 2 Timothy, the Lord knows those who are his. Um, those who are his are going to come to him in the good times and the bad. Um, those who are his are going to talk to him, this, the pray without ceasing. Those who are his are going to do this, that, and the third instead of just coming when they need something. Um, I feel like uh, God desires more. Um, more of you, um, more of more of me. I'm gonna say that. I, I guess God desires more of me than what yes. I probably um, give him. Um, if, if I can say it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I think the way it works is like that love drives, and when that love drives, um, the Lord will then try to work to increase you more and more. And it's like that's the relational aspect. I think. Um, that, that God wants. That's good.
I also do apologize for that. No, no, you're good. Thank you for coming. Um, another thing that I wanted to add. <clears throat> talked about crying out we talked about a quiet voice we talked about in the quiet place um what else did we talk about it could be it could be praying it could be praying in another language and you still be it could be praying in the language of the spirit and you still be crying out you still be calling out for the lord but what i wanted to bring up is that you don't have to say any words at all because god hears the heart so if your heart is centered on lord i need you but you're not saying any words that's a, that's that's calling on the name of the Lord as well. The, the the prayer without speaking is the deepest form of prayer because that's the prayer that God sees anyway. He doesn't hear the words; He hears the heart. Yes. So you just sit, uh, you just sit. You can be sitting in the prayer chair. You can be sitting in your closet. You could just you could be standing. You could be uh, in the hallway. You could be walking to class, and you just just walking. And you just no no music, no nothing. Anything bad music? I mean. God hears, God speaks to man any way he, he, he desires to. But, and you just focus, you just like, Lord, I just wanted to say I love you. But you, no, no words that came out of your mouth, but God heard that because he heard your heart. Lord, I just wanted to say I love you. Lord, thank you for allowing me to breathe another day. And some people do not get to breathe another day. Thank you for another day of grace when I fell short of your glory. Thank you for your protection from your wrath because of what you did for me. That alone could be calling on the name of the Lord. So, anybody else got anything? Uh, but I say, I say, and with that though, that doesn't diminish praying with your mouth. Too. No. So, so it's mm -hmm. everything that we talk about is not you know if or or, but it's it's everything put together. It's mm -hmm. giving a fuller view of what this is. So it's not saying you know don't 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 go out. And, you know, you say you're praying. And without, I'm being weird. It's like okay, you know, I'm praying. Pray. On, I'm praying on the inside. That's not. That's not. You know. But but there's a time and you know there's a, there's a place, place for, everything. for everything. But but with that, what he's saying is you know that we liken everything to you know when we speak that God listens to, to us, right? But but the word of God talks about He's the God who sees, right? I don't I have the exact scripture for it. But when it talks about He's the God who sees, but when we're praying alone, you're right. He's not. He's not listening. To our, to our words but he's watching our, our heart yes. to see what, what our, our heart is and so that's that changes that would change a lot of your 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 prayer if you just if you you're not even worried about the words you say because it doesn't matter because he's what watching your heart um but i want to you know don't don't be weird, don't be weird. <laughs> like he's saying um and you caught up in you know saying as many words as you can or saying them nicely and whatnot god hear your heart he hear it in the most blunt most honest form you like lord I ain't gonna lie, I need you to intercede or I'm about to sin. Very simple. Very simple, very truthful. It's straight to the point. You hear the heart. That's what you're saying on the inside anyway. You might as well say yeah. But be respectful. Don't be like, don't be disrespectful. But be honest. Because God is God hears the honest truth. So you can, you know, fluff it up, you can add, you can sugarcoat it, you can do this, that, and the third. God like, I hear this though. You like, Lord, you know, I just, you know, this, that, and the third. You like, Lord. I only love you because you love me first. That's true. That's real. Lord, if it wasn't for you, I would have did this. Very simple. Very truthful. Very blunt. Because that's how that's how the Lord sees it anyway. So why would we why would we even go about the roundabout way of telling the Lord exactly how we feel anyway? Lord, if it wasn't for you holding my mouth, I was about to go off on my cousin because she was talking crazy very simple and I would and I would 
I would say that it's one thing I was I was conversating with one of my brothers in Christ, and I was like, one of the things that I'm trying to work on is coming to God more first before coming to my friends, coming to my family. You know, like if you got an issue with a test, if you got an issue with a, a, a friend, if you got an issue, whatever it is, you know, I would challenge us to come to God first because He said that we are His friend. That's the best friend. That's what we should come to about any situation. Whether we sad, happy, bad, come to God. Lord, I just had an amazing smoothie today. Very simple. This is your best friend. You talk to him like a best friend. That's how we should interact with God. And the deeper and the more that we come to God with any situation, the deeper our prayers will be, the deeper our the, the growth of our relationship will grow. And the more we abide in him in that way, Anybody else got anything to add? Um, yes. We were talking about the prayer, and I was a couple weeks ago studying Matthew, and I had seen Matthew 6 where it was talking about the model prayer. I just wanted to piggyback off of y'all. Um, it says, I'll read six, verses 6 through 8. It says, But you, when you go pray, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you need before you ask Him. That was just like a... That's right on the body. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. world that we work that we live in is voice activated. If I want a donut, I gotta say something. If I want if I got if I'm working on my job, I gotta communicate. Everything that we do, we gotta speak. Same way my my if I got all these angry thoughts, I'm really upset about something, we pray for them. Pray for them. Now I feel this peace way on me. Peace of the Lord. So yeah, you got all the money, man. No, I was gonna say yesterday, um I didn't say anything, but I was just crying. And it was like, I, I knew he knew what I was saying through that. Because I just kept saying thank you. Because I knew, like, everyone like went up to the altar and was like, some people were like yelling, screaming. Um, and I don't know, I just think that's like, for me, just like, just being quiet, saying like the fewest words, but like knowing that he knew what I was thankful for. Um, and yeah, that kind of just, reading this was like okay like I'm not doing something wrong or something like it you don't have to say all these words um for him to really know like what you mean in your heart so I thought that was very um confirming for like me yesterday that's another dynamic God hears the tears too yeah. yes that's a whole another dynamic that's his own kind of prayer so I felt a lot lighter 
I had a headache, but I felt a lot lighter. And that peace way yeah. though, amen, amen. Yes, that is another form of prayer, the tears, the tears of those who are his sheep. That's another form of prayer. That's another call to God. That's a, oh man, that's oh, you can bless me, amen. amen. Okay. Anybody got anything else? That's a oh, man, wonderful conversation. I wish I did have a, a lot to add about Peter. Okay. Before. Um, but to, but the vain repetition, all that talks about is like you know your position. Because there is, because there is power in repeating what you say. Right? Yes. There is power in repetition. <clears throat> there is power in getting up and doing things at the same time mm-hmm. every day. But it's your heart position when you do it. So that so, it's not to say like you know you can't wake up at the same time and pray all the time. Or when you're praying, all you can say is thank you, thank you, thank you over and over again. But it's your heart position of when you is when you say it. So. I still invite you to go and do things at the same time repeatedly. That's good. Oh, you know, break the play. Yeah. One more thing. Um, it was actually Kristen. I mean, I knew this, but Kristen kind of told me this. It was kind of going back, back off of what she said of, like, you don't go to your friends only when you need something or, like, only when you need a ride. Like, you go to them and, like, hang out, have fun. Mm-hmm. And she was saying it's the same thing with God and, like, praying as well. Like, you don't you don't want to seem like a user. only asking him to come like when you need something like build that relationship with him and I think that changed the perspective for me of like when to pray because I used to be like God just give me through this test or you know but now it's more of like thank you for waking me up you know like my class today like he knew I did not want to go to that class but you know I prayed and I was like please I was like just make something happen and then I got an email that the class was canceled today so even going back to that but then this is what you said earlier and she touched on it too uh like these are the signs when he is coming back and like reading it, I was like, all of that has happened already. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, I'm coming soon. That that gave me chills, like, especially because when she said when it's a vapor of smoke, I was like, what does that mean? But then she was talking about air pollution. I'm like, we was just talking about that today in my class, in my international policies class. So even yes. or even um, the blood moon or um, the the sun turn into darkness I'm like all that has happened before and we all just thought it was like a natural like phenomenon but I'm like no that's so yeah that was a little a little scary and then kind of what you said if this was written how soon could it be now yes yeah and often what you said as we looked previously in 11 um or no 12 when they was everybody was perplexed God was doing a mighty thing and then quickly they was like, man, they drunk. In that same way, in this current, in this current day, God has something happened that's prophetically written in the Word, and then we quickly go, science, 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 was a God. If we took a step back and we looked at the Word, and then we looked at what's happening, surely this this is a reflection, and that means He coming soon, and we need to get right. Yeah, and so. Also, with that, before I get to everything with Peter, but so if it says, if it said back then, you know, those are the last days that were coming, and obviously that was super long ago. So now, now so now that that tells us what God's time isn't our time, you know. Also, so what he what he said was the last days. When we think last days, you know, that can mean about a week, you know. But then, you know, this is generations and generations. So now we know that time is very different, and and God's things and everything like that. But everything, so but. But what, what, what stuck out for me is a lot about what Chance was saying is that the power of the Holy Spirit that came. Like this this is the first sermon that was preached ever after Jesus after Jesus coming and then the Holy Spirit 
came. So then, so and this is Peter talking, you know. And Peter, Peter Mr. cut off, yeah. cut off the ear. Peter, if get you, behind me, you know, get behind me, saying this is that same guy. He exactly. talking like, oh, I'm Apostle Peter. Respect me. Exactly. I walk with God. He moving different now. So the Holy Spirit took over. Exactly. So this is this is same Peter who denied Jesus three times. Okay, three times. The same Who's Peter the crow? who was. Off, off the wall and everything like that. This the this the same guy. This the same guy going and preaching a sermon and talking and talking to these thousand people. So who who do you think think you are? You know you didn't deny Jesus about, about three times. You know you wasn't out here cutting people's ears off. You know but yet you 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 yourself think you you can't go preach the gospel. You yourself don't think that you have the power to go do these things. But this man right here had the power to go go, go do it. So I think that you know tells us more about ourselves also mm -hmm. is what we can do and what the Holy Spirit can do yes. through us and just be just based off that you know he just opened his mouth yes. and it spoke and that tells us about the power of the Holy Spirit that came and moved past yes. with that and um, also what we talked about you know talking about praying in tongues and talking about praying in the Spirit everything like that you know people likened it you know to speaking in different languages but to everybody else it sounded like gibberish or it sounded like they were drunk so mm -hmm. now that that gives a different dynamic of what we understand that praying in tongues so if to the world it sounded like gibberish, it sounded like they were drunk, you know, that tells us what is really praying in tongues, what will it sound like to other people. Yes. So people don't won't understand it and things like that. But this is a different dynamic. But also, everything that's going on in this passage, so this is this is Peter talking to the to the Jewish people. So what he uses is the Old Testament or what or they knew is about the Torah and everything like that to define what's going on. <clears throat> because they they're all Jewish and they all he took back an entire book that they all were familiar with. So they all knew who the prophet Joel was. They all knew who who David was. And what he did was he used their yes. prophecy to define what's going on yes. right now. And that's how and that's how he was able to preach. So he and and the message of what he was saying is like, who do you think Joel was talking about? Who do you think David was talking about at the time? He was obviously talking about Jesus, and he was showing them exactly. This is what's happening right now. He says, "In this day, that I shall pour my, my spirit upon those." And he and and all Peter is saying, "Y'all literally just saw the spirit pour upon all of us." You know, and that's how how he was able to, to tell them all and convince them that, "Hey, this is about Jesus." And it talks about David. He says, "You know, David says, for I saw the Lord always before my face, for He sat at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart rejoiced and my my tongue was glad." So he, he's so, and was talking about this, and then it also says in 29, where it says, um, Our patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried in his tomb, and with us to this day. Yes. So we know, so we know David ain't talking about himself, because he's both dead. We saw him die, we can go to his grave right now, and we dig up it, his bones are still in there. Yes. So we know we're not talking, talking about, about David here, but we're saying that David was talking about Jesus. And then this is this is what it is. Yes. So this is a, that that's what's all that that's happening right now, and that's how he was able to preach the, the word of God because he took what was what they knew as as the truth and likened it to what's going on <clears throat> with Jesus. So that's everything. Else. But all all that to say is that you know you think you have no power, you think you can't go preach the gospel, but this is a, this is a man who denied Jesus, cut off people's ears, you know. But you yourself, you're saved. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you you know yes. why not why not go why not you, you know do the work we, this so. is what we talked about I, I think you were right this is what we talked about last Bible study that we were all knitted in our mother's womb and that God had designed a purpose before we walked the earth 
that there is the perfect will of God for us all to fulfill that is perfect that God wants every single person on this earth to fulfill if God can use a man who cut off his cut off the cut, cut off a ear denied him three times and he's still allowed to preach his gospel if he could if he allowed somebody if he if he allowed somebody to call themselves an apostle and he killed Christians and he thought he was in good standing doing that why and he also used a man who was committing adultery who 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 wanted another man's wife got the other woman and then killed the husband and called him King David and he said the lineage gonna roll through him how much could we how much how much more how much more does God want to use us how much more how, how much how much should we believe in the fact that we can be used by God to do a perfect will for him? this was not an accident this was all intentional Amen. And then also, I would like to add to, is when they were talking about how, and he, and he said, and Peter says, therefore let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. So he's speaking to them. He was like, you know, this, this, the, he was like, so this is everything that, that we've been talking about. Y'all been waiting for the Messiah. We've been trying to tell y'all. This is what the prophet said. He was the Messiah, and y'all crucified him. And, and it says, and now then they were cut to the heart. And then, so they they knew right then and there that like ah we get it <laughs> we get it and so they wanted to be saved so that's where it goes and they talk about that. And what's crazy about that is these the same jokers that crucified Jesus and Peter says repent and let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit we do not know the mercies of God these people crucified him and God still said you can be saved. That's crazy. That's wild. We want to read next, y'all. Anybody got any questions? We had Acts uh, 40, 240. We do gotta be quick though. Oh. Who you want to read next? Oh. You're at Acts 240. You're gonna read from 40 to 47. he testified and exhorted them saying be saved from this perverse generation and those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them Ooh. and they continued and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and, and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers then fear came upon every soul and, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and and all had and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Okay, what's that to, man? Um...
where I see verse 42, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. It's, it's a, it's a continuous consistency. That's mm -hmm. the word. It's the consistency in in being in God's face mm -hmm. and being in the in in the following of of His word and, and what He's saying, His direction and yes. sharing and, and staying with, the, with prayer. Those those are the way that that's what keeps you on track mm -hmm. for, for the path that He has for you. Not only did 3,000 souls get saved, but it says that they, like how he said, they continued steadfastly following the apostles' doctrine. This means this was a daily thing. And the Lord, 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So every day, those who were in the 3,000 had to continuously walk with God, continuously follow the apostles doctrines continue to be under their leadership and be disciples of God and then also new people were coming in becoming the disciples and they were following the other disciples footsteps and continuing to keep going every day new people were giving their lives to Christ every single day every single day day after day day after day day after day so yeah what stuck out to you Jeremiah Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? And with that, these signs and wonders of things happen. So it shows how to fear the Lord. You know, as long as we fear Him, we're able to do the same things that these apostles were able to do. Yes. That's what I said. Yes. Um, fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fearing the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fearing the Lord is the beginning of God being willing to use you. Because you understand the power of the Lord and you understand who it is you are dealing with. And you have respect. Fear meaning respect, like how um, a child fears the discipline of their father. That type of dynamic. That's the type of dynamic we should have with God. We should fear to disobey him. If we fear to disobey him, God will do miraculous works with us. We will continue to abide with him because we have fear of being not with him. Does that make sense? treasures in earth and traded it for the heavenly treasure which is the Lord it's like they was willing there was nothing they weren't willing to give up for the Lord how it talks about the the rich young ruler how he did all these great things he, he followed the laws he, he was obedient this that and the third the Lord said sell everything he said ah I can't do that he said ah that's, that's, that's that. I can't do that but these people God asked we can, we can perhaps, the apostles would like, sell this. Okay, simple. Say that. Because I because they knew that they had a greater treasure in their possession. That was greater than any treasure on the earth. Um, one thing I wanted to point out. 
46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of the heart. So it says two things. It says that they were in the temple, and it also says from house to house. So the word says two or three gather in my name, there I am among them. You can have church in the temple, or you can have church in the house, or the apartment, or the, or the dorm. Church can be anywhere as long as there are two or three gathered in his name. That's what, that's what the word says, breaking bread. That's all that is needed is two people for there to be church. Right now we have a church. This is a dynamic of church right now. Um, and it says with one accord. We so caught up. This is what we talked about last Bible study. We so caught up in, ah, you don't believe in this. Ah, you don't believe in that. But the basis is, do you believe that Jesus Christ rose, died, and that through him we are saved through faith by grace, not works? That's it. Everything else we should be on one accord. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of attacks from the enemy are just internal. We attack ourselves. We, if we was on one accord, how much unstoppable we would be. Like how there was a group of people who were on one accord and they built all the way up to heaven. They was capable of that. How much more should we, if the spirit of the Lord has been poured upon us, how much greater things could we be if we was all on one accord? And not cut up in this, that, and the third. Not cutting each other up on social media and stuff like that. We're just focusing on let's do the will of God. Amen. Anybody got anything else? Uh, any questions? I will, I will say this though. This last pa passage shows us what the church should look like today. What the vital church it says the vital church grows. And you see how it says when it says the vital church, it never mentioned like the building they were in or the. It was just them, the people themselves were the church, and that's how we're called to be today. We are the church, right? So it's not a building, you know, but we, we are, are the church. So, and this tells us exactly what, what we go to do. So then those who gladly received his word were baptized that day, and, and, and that day, but they were baptized and they received the, the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we're, we're there to go and baptize those and get them to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, we continue to follow in about the Apostles' Doctrine, right? The Apostles' Doctrine that, that happened right then and the Apostles today. You know, we, we follow the doctrine that, that has been given to, to towards us. Yes. And then we also, we go and break bread with others. You know, there's no coincidence why we have food every time we, this, we get together. This but this is, this is what we're supposed to, to, to do. You know, this yes. is the church that we we're supposed to create. And yes. it says, you know, and the church was added to daily. So, you know, that means if the church had to daily, that means they were preaching the gospel daily. So that means what we are called to do as a church is not just, you know, we don't just get people saved on Sunday when we have church. But as a church body, we're supposed to be together gathering people, telling them to spread the gospel so the church can be added to daily. And that's what we're we're called to do. So, yes. And then it also you talked about house, house to house. Yes. Know, that's how the dynamic of church was back in the day. You know, they had church in, in the houses. I think that's very important to know as like, you know, who we are as a church and that what this is what we're supposed to do in the ceremony. But this plays the groundwork of what everything happens, rest and acts. Signs and wonders happen, follow the church, you know, yes. we are the church, so what, what does that mean? Signs and wonders should follow us as well. And yes. then, you know, and through the Holy Spirit we have the power to do those things. So I think that's very important to know. Um, that's it. Yeah. Anybody got anything else to add? I know this blessed me. I don't know about y'all.
this blessed me. This is blessing. Um, if you missed the first half of Bible study, I recorded it. It's going to be on um, the link tree on Instagram, and I'll send it in the group chat. I'll upload it tonight. I'm going to add it to the link tree. We about to close in prayer so everybody will stand. Give respect to the Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you that we were able to break bread and, and experience you, Lord. That you were, that you, that you dwell, that you have dwelt in our midst, Lord. That two or three gathering. In, in your name that you are here among us, Lord. We thank you for the your spirit of revelation that rests here. We thank you for your spirit of knowledge that rests here. We, we thank you for your spirit of understanding that is rest here. Lord, we, Lord we, 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 we pray that we would take these things that we have learned and not let this be the last day that we meditate and reflect on you. Let us take these different dynamics of prayer to you at, at your feet, Lord, that we would use these different dynamics of prayer and deepen and, and strengthen our walks with you, Lord, that this would not be the first and last time that we would think about these different dynamics of prayer, that we would apply this, that this would be the word that has been written in our hearts and that we would go forth and apply this in our lives, Lord, that this is to edify our walks, Lord, to edify our love walks with you, Lord, that we would speak to you as a friend, Lord, that we would speak to you honestly and transparent but respectfully, Lord. Let the fear of you grow, Lord. Let us understand that you are coming soon and that we have your spirit poured upon us, that we can do the same works and greater works than those who have done in your word, Lord. Let us let us seek you not only when we need something, but when we when we just desire your presence, that we desire just fellowship, that we just desire intimacy, Lord. Lord, change our hearts, purify our hearts, that we may see the different dynamics of you, Lord, that we would see you clearly and see you openly, Lord. Let, let Lord, we ask that you would reveal our perfect destinies that you have for us, Lord. Teach us how to do the perfect will of you, Lord. Let us not be inadequate, but let us be excellent to you, Lord. And Lord, we, we cover the cars now that there will be no accidents, no mishaps, no malfunctions, that everyone will make it the same way that they arrived, Lord, that they will make it back home, Lord, that, they, that, this, that this day has rested upon them and that no bird spirit, no witch, no warlock, no agent of Satan that will try to take this word that we have received out of our hearts that it is written and sealed in the name of Jesus and we bless you Lord and we thank you Lord and we love you Lord in Jesus name Amen Okay y'all take any other